listeners, this is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and this is PSG Small Talk for Saturday, March 2nd, 2019. And certainly March will be roaring in like a lion this year. In just three short days, Paris Saint-Germain will play Manchester United in leg two of their round of 16 Champions League uh, tie. Um, PSG won the first game, obviously, at Old Trafford 2-0. And a lot has changed since even that point. PSG seemed to be getting healthier, maybe not quite as healthy as they'd like. And Manchester United are not really healthy at all. They... I'm not sure what midfield they're going to bring to the Parc des Princes. Um, we have no real idea of exactly if players like Jesse Lingard or Anthony Martial or um, Juan Mata or Ander Herrera will actually play in the game. We can guess, but right now it looks like the answer is probably no. So this could get very, very interesting as we approach this to see if there's any sort of hints as to where Manchester United's head is at, how they approach this game, and to see how uh, Tomas Tuchel approaches this game. But before we get to some of that, I do want to review quickly what happened today at the uh, Stade Michel Darnot, which is where Stade Malhavra Khan plays their uh, home games. PSG went into Caen, and... Normally, when PSG play Caen, or when really any top team plays Caen at Ligue 1, it's kind of the same game. Caen are a very dry, um, basic, low block, muddy up the game, make it hard for the other team to pass in the middle of the field. Just, you know... They're a, they're a defensive-minded team, and if you look at their place in the standings, they, I believe, at the moment are 19th. I'm going to check that just to be completely sure. Again, we care about accuracy here on PSG Small Talk. Um, they are, yeah, they are 18th. They've scored 22 goals, which is... Tied for the third lowest output in Ligue 1, alongside Dijon, who are second, and Gingam, who have the lowest goal output. So they're about where they need to, about where they are, because they don't score goals. And they were actually able to score a goal in this game, and it came from a set piece where PSG fell asleep a bit. Danny Alves led Casimir Ninga, who's a very quality Ligue 1 player. He's a guy that I think could get into the rotation of some of the top he's better than playing at Caen. let's put it like that he should be on a much better team than this and he gets in front of Alves he puts he knocks the ball down pretty well settles it and puts it right inside the left post and that had capped off what had basically been 60 minutes of surprisingly open football like for a con team that really doesn't do offense well, they were attempting to do offense. And I think their their uh, their strategy was to try to hit PSG early, get a lead, and hopefully hang on. But what ended up happening more or less was that PSG were getting a whole bunch of chances on the other end that they were not really able to finish. They had a goal ruled out from Angel Di Maria for offsides. 
They hit the post a couple of times. Call hit the post a time or two. And up to that point, it was very much sort of the sluggish game before a big match that sometimes PSG is very known for. They weren't taking this game off, but you could just tell, like, there wasn't the same zip when PSG has that other gear where they pass the ball faster and you can kind of tell they're in a rhythm. This was more just, all right, let's get the ball, move it around, wait for a counter opportunity, wait for a chance and capitalize. But what I actually kind of enjoyed about this game was that Conk got that goal and it forced PSG to at least, you know, do something and open up a little bit and get into another gear. And once Conk scored... PSG really did sort of try to kick it in, maybe not to fifth gear, but definitely to second or third. And Musa Diaby puts the ball into the box, handball call, very obvious. Kylian Mbappe takes his first, I believe, first penalty as a PSG player. And uh, I don't think if that's his first penalty. I think it is, but somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. He converts it. It's 1-1. Game sort of slows down. Khan go into the low block. PSG are passing the ball around. They can't really find an opening. All of a sudden, ball gets put to the left side. Levin Kurzawa takes it, puts a cross in. Pretty nice cross. Mbappe, uh, with a glancing header, directs it towards Tomas Munier, who is free at the back post. Munier settles, tries to finish it, gets blocked off the line. But Kylian Mbappe right there to tap it in, and there's your ball game, 2-1 Paris Saint-Germain. Now, the two keys to this game were that one, they won, and two, nobody got hurt. That's about it. Like, I was not expecting much from this game. They didn't play particularly well. They weren't completely into it, you can tell because they do have a really big match in three days. But in the end, PSG won, and nobody got hurt. And that's what really matters here, as they've, I think, allowed us to have somewhat of a trust that even if they're not particularly playing well in these kinds of games, that they have that gear that they can turn to and it won't sort of affect them to you know not really play well they don't need to necessarily go into a tune-up mode so again not much to take from it good win any win is a good win PSG are now on 71 league points out of 26 played games they have I believe a goal differential of 64 79 scored 15 uh conceded which is absurd um there's a very good chance they're going to win the league by the end of this month which if they're in the champions league still will be a very um advantageous kind of situation to put themselves in now again they may not and that's where i'm getting to right now because in three days psg have to finish and they've it's let's put it this way they've only written half a book they have played 90 of 180 minutes and usually more including the stoppage time this is not over and psg 2 years ago 
we're in something of a familiar situation to this one. We've explained why it is not the same thing. It's a very different scenario for a lot of reasons. But the thing that connects it is PSG have what seems like a fairly comfortable lead going into the second leg of a round of 16. And these games can turn on a dime. This competition can turn on a dime. It is not a competition where you can take your opponent lightly, no matter how many injuries they have. And right now, Manchester United are the walking wounded. They are the literal definition of the walking wounded. And we don't really know what team they're going to put out there. There's a very good chance that you're going to see guys like Fred and Scott McTominay and Andres Pereira. You're not going to see Paul Pogba because he's suspended from this leg due to the two yellows that he received in the last game against Paris Saint-Germain. You're probably not going to see Jesse Lingard. You are probably not going to see Anthony Martial, although Martial is a better chance to play than Lingard does. Marcus Rashford will probably play. Romelu Lukaku will probably play. And we don't quite know what happened to Alexis Sanchez, who got hurt in this game and had to be subbed off. So maybe we won't even see Alexis Sanchez. The back line is pretty much intact. Shaw, Smalling, Lindelof, and Ashley Young. And you still have one of the better goalkeepers on the planet in David De Gea and goal. So, what does that all mean? It means that any team on any day can win any game by any margin if the circumstances break right. And in this case, Manchester United may not have the full accompaniment of players, but they have the right mindset. And if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done nothing else, he has brought that team a level of pride, a level of confidence, and a level of toughness that they lacked under Jose Mourinho or Louis van Gaal or David Moyes. So, if, for example, early in the game, some player on Paris Saint-Germain, um, let's say it's Juan Bernat. Let's say Juan Bernat makes a defensive mistake on that left side. Ball comes in, and Lukaku heads it into the back of the net. We're five minutes in, and it's 2-1. Aggregate, 1-0 in the second leg. Would you start getting worried then? I think most PSG fans would start getting worried then. Let's say 37 minutes in. Let's say ball comes in. Ashley Young puts a cross in. Let's say Preston Kimpembe runs up the back of Marcus Rashford. Penalty. Rashford from the spot. It's 2-2. And 38 minutes in to your second leg at home, you are even Steven. You are 2-2. And at that point, you would have to win the game. 
You could not tie it. Because if you scored one, made it 3-2, and then Manchester United scored one and made it 3-3, Manchester United go into the quarterfinals based on the away goal rule. Everyone's following me, right? This is not a unrealistic scenario. This is probably maybe a 10% to 5% chance of happening, maybe at best, but it is still a chance. And the more United gain confidence in this game, the better that chance becomes. This is not meant to be a scare story. This is not meant to be pessimistic. And I think a lot of you, when you're hearing this, are going to think that I'm being pessimistic or that I don't think PSG will win. That is not what I am doing. What I am doing here is I am explaining that PSG have to play this game. They cannot afford to get caught in the first 5-10 minutes, not fully invested. Now, everything this season, I'm not talking about any seasons prior or any of that. What this team has showed in the last year under Tomas Tuchel, is that they will be ready for this game, that they will be determined, that they will not get caught tactically, that they have a coach that understands how to manage the situation, and players that have a confidence to rise up and meet any challenge. That's what this year has told us. Even so, Nothing is 100% guaranteed. This is not a game to take lightly. This is not a game to risk anything. And what I mean by that is, Edinson Cavani has been trying to come back from a sort of a tear, I believe, in his hip. And he took got that tear in the Bordeaux game before the first leg of the Manchester United round of 16. He's been slowly coming back. He was doing individual. Now he's in the collective training. He was left off of the con squad. Now, it is my opinion that whether he is 100% or not, whether he can give you five minutes or whether he can give you 20 or whether he can give you 45, he has to be on that bench. Regardless of anything. He has to be on that bench because if something starts going wrong and there's a possibility, whether it be a 10% or a 5% possibility, that something could go wrong. You want that guy on your bench to bring on, even if he's hobbling on a leg, to try to get that goal, to put everything at ease and to settle it down and to get some veteran leadership on the field that you can never have too much of. Again, I'm not trying to do scare tactics here. I just want to make this point to everybody so that they all understand that this is going to be a fight. Manchester United are not going to lay down unless you make them lay down, which is why PSG should be looking to be solid defensively but also to try to get those couple of goals early. 
Use the crowd. The crowd is going to be electric. The crowd's going to be on fire. Literally, possibly with the flares. Hopefully not, because then we'll get another fine or something or a closed end of a stadium. Don't want that going into quarterfinals and semifinals. On a side note, I hope the fans are smarter than that. But use the crowd. Use the use the energy. Take a team that maybe doesn't have all of its key pieces. Put them away. Be smart about it. But nonetheless, put them away. Attack. Put them on the back heel. Pin Shaw and Ashley Young back. Make them defend. Use your midfield superiority. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but yeah, they're going to have a midfield superiority in this game. Keep the ball. Retain the ball. Don't get into silly situations where you're getting pressed for no reason or you're losing the ball on your own end. Control the game. Two keys here. It's about controlling the game and it's about finishing. And if they do those things, well, three things. (laughs) controlling the game, finishing the game, and having the mental discipline to be focused for 95 minutes. Even if you get up 2-0, stay mentally focused. If you go down 1-0 early in the game, settle yourselves down and go right back to work. You have the advantage. PSG is in a great situation right now. They're going to get their star players back probably for the quarterfinals. Definitely Cavani, probably or possibly Neymar. This is, in golf terms, this is about a six-foot putt. Very makeable. But also it's missable. So, go in with a good, clear mind. And make that six-foot putt. Because if you make the six-foot putt, the whole world lays at your feet. If you miss that six-foot putt, I don't even really want to think about it, but if you miss that six-foot putt, the world comes crashing down. All right, so um, <laughs> on a more chipper note, um, I do I do generally think they're going to win this game. Um I I wanted to say that to just sort of make it clear that there is that possibility and that we shouldn't just be arrogant and look past this game. I think we're still not at that point where we can officially say that we're going to win these types of games or, you know, not lose them uh, catastrophically. But yeah, I think we're going to win this game. I think that, that, I think defensively we're just too strong. I think without... Martial or without Lingard or with a compromised Martial, they don't have the same attacking bite. It's going to be very repetitive. It's going to be a lot of crosses into the box. And for the most part, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, Kimpembe, they're going to handle that. PSG will control the midfield, I think. And it's hard to keep Kylian Mbappe from scoring right now. So... In the end, I'm going to say if I had to make a prediction, I think PSG win this game 2-1. to one. I do think United gets a goal here because they're going to be pressing a lot to try to get one. But to shut out Paris Saint-Germain or to score more than one, they're going to have to do 
think if you really think about the the mathematics of this, P, they will have to do something that very few teams have ever done to PSG. They're going to have to score more than two goals and limit PSG to less than one. So they're going to have to win this game 2-0 and then go to the extra time and win it there. Or win the game 3-1 or 4-2 or 5-3 or 6-4. You just don't see that happening. And as long as PSG don't lose by two, they're going on. So... With all the doom and gloom I started with, I did that for a purpose because I still think that there's that little bit of my mind that's telling me this isn't going to be cut and dry, straightforward stuff, that they're going to need to work a little bit. But it's going to be very hard, I think, for United to pull this off. So I'm going to say PSG win this thing 2-1, win on aggregate 4-1, and are on to the quarterfinals. Um, make sure to follow PSG Talk on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, PSG Talking, which should have an episode up, previewing the second leg, talking about what's gone on since the uh, since we last recorded Small Talk. Um, look out for some new articles from some new contributors. Uh, we have a bunch of them on the website. Please check those out. They put some time in, and I checked out some of them. They look pretty well written so check them out if you want your psg uh opinion fix um visit our website psgtalk.com and subscribe to our patreon page where you can get some cool t-shirt you get a cool t-shirt um and who knows what else you'll get at some point um not to say wheels are in motion, but wheels are in motion for some stuff. We'll we'll let you know about it when the time is right. Um, yeah, um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, make sure to watch this space, this RSS feed on Wednesday night, where I will send in my PSG Small Talk recap of the second leg. Hopefully with a very chipper, positive outlook on things. Hopefully I don't have to do the 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 other podcast there's two possible podcasts i can do that night hopefully i do the good one and also at some point we'll probably do a, a psg talking review of this game so make sure you are staying with us because psg talking will have a show recapping the united match i'll talk with eddie and john it'll be it will have it covered wall to wall so make sure you're with us for all of your Paris Saint-Germain, Manchester United news and opinions. All right, so with that note, this has been PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon saying au revoir for now.